Welcome to... Shit. I forgot how to do this. Welcome to Tim Talk, the podcast. But I usually I start with a number, don't I? No. Do I not? I guess I don't. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think I do. Yeah. All right. We're going to start this again. We're going to record this out of order. No one's going to know what's happening. (laughs) Welcome to Tim Talk, the podcast with the DC Anime Universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Kermit Dexter. Why did that feel weird? I feel like that was... It felt very odd. I, I don't, don't know, know why. I don't... <laughs> it's been a I'm, long day, guys. I'm just super out of it at this point. Uh, but we are back, apparently. We're talking about Superman. We're talking about two of his best villains, I would say, in Parasite yeah. and Metallo. The two that I know, The two that I'm good. I'm so glad know you know, of, too. Yeah. Because oh, they re- reappear later in the universe. I do say the episode number up front. Oh, that that is true. Yeah, we'd, we'd probably know that forty nine episodes in. <laughs> I'm really whatever. Fried. We're moving. So we're far. grooving. We're, we're gonna going. Keep, we're gonna keep on going here. Um, let us talk about news real quick, though. Do you have any happy news? I I've do. Been, it's I, been a kind of sad week I, I for have, my news. I have two bits of happy news. Should we, should okay. we do a happy sandwich, or should we just let's do, let's do a happy sandwich? Okay, so my um, I'll start with the softer news, and I'll, I'll do my my big excited news at the end. So the one bit of news that I saw this week, which I thought was just kind of interesting. So there's a new. Uh, Batman comic coming down the line called Batman Creature of the Night. Okay. And I guess it's the Batman version of the Superman story that you talked about, which was uh, Superman's secret identity. Yes, that was the, that was, yeah. Yeah. So in this case, it's a, a little kid whose parents are murdered, all of Bruce Wayne, who then basically uses Batman as a way to try and overcome that trauma. Okay. So it, se- it seems like it's a slightly different thing than. The Superman story, it, which I've never read. But. Uh, it's the same idea, I okay. think. Same premise. And if he, like, it, when he uses Batman as therapy, unless he, like, actually becomes Batman in the end, then it's a unique story. I don't know. That, that's kind of how the Superman one it's is. It's hard to tell because the character's name is also Bruce Wainwright. Yeah. So maybe... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll it see. sounded interesting. So I'm, I'm curious to check that out. Um that's like a little like Batman theme news I had going um, on though. I forgot I, I do have one happier piece. Of news. Okay, I'll we'll say that for the end because I think it'll make you excited. Okay. Uh, the sad news we had was unfortunately on the set of uh, Deadpool two. I wrote her name down because she's she's a really cool person. Uh, the stunt woman S J Harris uh, passed away in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which really sucks. She was uh, I don't know if you read anything about her. She was the first uh, black female road racer. Oh what? Yeah. Uh, and apparently she did really well mm-hmm. in that. Um, but yeah, there was a, a bad stunt accident on the set. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of been, there's been enough shit going on in the world that it's, it's kind of been covered up this week. And I feel like it's it's kind of sad that... Yeah, I mean, it got a, I saw it got a little bit of traction I saw here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's a pretty big movie. But it, it is always sad. And it's rare that that happens. Right. Um, usually the sets are done pretty safely and, you know, accidents do happen. But, I mean... I kind of one angle I look at that is like, I still feel like stunt people are really underappreciated. Absolutely. I find it baffling that to this day, there's still not a category for like best stunt ensemble or like best stunt mm-hmm. sequence at the Oscars. Like, yeah. I well, can- Jackie, Ch- Jackie Chan's been pushing for that. Like, oh, since yeah. he started acting. Cause I mean, it's and a lot, that's a, a lot bigger push for that recently. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's all this talk like, Oh, they should introduce like mocap as a thing like and there should be recognition for mocap but that should just be factored into normal acting awards this is a very specific kind of unrecognized absolutely thing that i mean they're i mean even movies that aren't big superhero movies still have stunt performances and the superhero ones have not like stunt performances like obviously really dangerous stuff can happen or even just simple stuff can go wrong yeah um 
but and it's also really cool when you get to like recognize the stunt people. Like one of my yeah. favorite sequences in Scott Pilgrim, uh, which I, I I try not to bring up too often because I can yeah talk you try about it real hard not to bring it up yeah <laughs> um, <clears throat> when Scott is fighting Evil X number two mm-hmm. Chris Evans uh, he has to fight you know all in in the movie for people who haven't seen it if you haven't seen it shame on you. Um, <laughs> Chris Evans plays Lucas Lee, who is an actor in the movie, uh, and he's fighting that actor's stunt team. And the stunt team is actually played by Chris Evans' real, real stunt, stunt team. team. Yeah. yeah. So you actually get to see their faces, and that, it's really cool. Yeah. So um, uh, a friend of a friend is uh, a stunt woman on a whole bunch of stuff. She's Scarlett Johansson's stunt woman. Heidi Moneymaker is her name. And, uh, Moneymaker? She, Moneymaker, I know. Badass. It's, it's two sisters, Heidi and Renee Moneymaker, and uh, they are both so... Heidi is, is Scarlett like Johansson's... Swedish? I don't know, actually. Norwegian? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask. But Heidi is um, Scarlett Johansson's stunt woman, and then Renee is Jennifer Lawrence's. But they do tons of other stuff. That's awesome. Too. Um, but so Heidi is actually the violin assassin in John Wick 2. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she, like, she actually gets to go and do like, some on-screen stuff mm-hmm. as well. That's always cool when you get to see that. Yeah. Because like they actually know how to fight, they know what they're doing, and they're kind of criminally well, under- we, we under-recognized. We see that with so. um, with the John Wick movies specifically, because those are the two stunt coordinators, right? Yeah, this, yeah, they were kind of stunt coordinators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Oh. It's they're such awesome people. Just, yeah, and they need more recognition. They do. Yeah. So not that it's ever good when someone passes away on set, but maybe this might help get some more recognition, some more appreciation. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But on the, on the playing devil's advocate, um, I'm really worried that people are going to look down on that profession a little bit more. I'm just like, yeah, it's just, you know, like daredevils who don't know what to do with their lives. <clears throat> and I'm like, they're not, though. They're like trained athletes. And yeah, like they are like some of the most athletic people on the planet. I, I feel like what might end up happening is that people will think that there's even less stunt work in movies now that it's so that's CGI focused. Mm-hmm. And because we don't hear about many injuries, people are like, oh, it can't be that dangerous. Yeah, there's like, oh, it's mostly like super safe. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, it's, no like, it's like so much preparation goes into that stuff. Yeah. Even just a fight sequence, tons of prep goes in there just to yeah. make sure like, no Weeks. one gets hurt. Yeah. Weeks of work goes into fight choreography. Yeah. Um, but uh, a happier news, I don't know if you if you read about this. It's not really uh, Batman related, but it's, what, it's uh, interesting Whatever to me. is in news. We have so little Batman news these <laughs> days. We're just dragging. Uh, it's a very soft rumor going around the entertainment sphere, but... Uh, there have been talks about reviving King of the Hill. I did see something about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never really watched King of the Hill. I didn't. It's one of those shows where I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it until, like, college. Okay. Because I, growing up, I hated the show. Okay. I also didn't realize how long it was on. It was 13 seasons. Holy shit. I didn't yeah. it was on that long. The last season ended on Fox in, like, I want to say 2008 or nine. Like, okay. it lasted a while. Yeah. Um, but it, it basically takes place in my hometown. So oh, it's, it's, okay, yeah, that's it's, right. Yeah. It's called Arlen, Texas in the show, which is a combination of Arlington and Frisco. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in, in the middle of that. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah. So did you, have you like watched it since? I watched it when I left for college and it was kind of like my therapy for homesickness. Okay. Even though I don't know a single person that acts like that in Dallas, yeah. like none of my family <laughs> is even close to that. Like they are a much more like Southern middle-class group in the show. Okay. Um, 
But I don't know. There was something about it that's like it like did it like home. It like satiated your like little bit of homesickness. Yeah. See, that's so funny because when I moved to LA, I started watching Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and it made me appreciate that I left. <laughs> well, what about that? Um, what was the most recent show with Reese Witherspoon? Oh, Big Little Lies. Yeah. Okay, that that I loved, and that made me miss home. Yeah. Yeah, because I would spend a decent amount of time down mm-hmm. in Monterey Carmel area, which is where it was all filmed, and mm-hmm. I was actually just there last weekend. And well, I think it, yeah, I think it's a scenery thing, whereas yeah. Silicon Valley. You it's just, just dealing with the tech douches. Yeah. And I did, I, that did not miss that at all. But yeah, I was like at the aquarium, at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Like, I think there's scenes in from Big Little Lies there. I think so. There must be. It's a gorgeous aquarium. But anyway, I have one last... Yeah, well, what's your last bit of news? Um, this is just special to me because it's my number one fandom. Sorry, Batman. Daniel Craig is coming back to play James Bond. Oh, yeah, the uh, the, James, uh, the Stephen Colbert interview. Yeah, he, he confirmed it there. I mean, long-running rumors, whether he's going to come back or not, one, two movies. It seems like he's come back for one movie. Um, he's getting paid, I'm sure, a shitload mm-hmm. for it. Um, I loved his cover-up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have this quote <laughs> on what you said after Scepter. Mm-hmm. Specter. 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 Um, I forgot what the quote was. Oh, it's like, like I'd I would rather, rather gouge my eyes like, out, slit than, my wrist. No, yeah, and, like, I'd rather been, slit my wrist than play James Bond yeah. again. He's just like that was that was a dumb thing to say. Yeah, but also like I I get so annoyed anytime everyone like brings that up. Like, oh, he doesn't want to do it anymore. He said he'd slit his wrist. Like the dude had just filmed two James Bond movies, two biggest James Bond movies back to back. Was in the middle of a massive publicity tour, mm-hmm. and from his very first movie, everyone's always been asking him, "Are you coming back one or two? And if you're not, who should replace you?" And I would, now, I would, according to Daniel Craig, mad. it's going to be Stephen Colbert. Ooh, that could be entertaining. Okay. <laughs> it's a very, very political. Yeah, exactly. So he keeps the glasses. Like a, like a snarky political yeah. James Bond. I know. But no I, fighting. He's, it's just him arguing with Q the whole movie. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm super happy with that because I have a lot of issues with Spectre. Basically, the latter half of it, I think, is garbage. I like the first half. But I think Craig continues to be really good in the role. Mm-hmm. I wanted one more, especially the way Spectre ended. So he's coming back. Hopefully, we get a nice resolution of what's going on there. And... I know no one who makes James Bond movies listens to this, but if anyone does, don't make it a code name. That's, I guess, like a rumor. It's like, oh, it's always always been a code name, but, like, the chronology has proven time and again that it's the same person all the way through. Right. Until Craig, and then it's a new person. But even then, in Skyfall, it's like, oh, he goes to the house, and he sees, like, Andrew Bond, his dead dad. There's the marker. He is James Bond. It's not a code name. Don't make it a code name. Yeah. Rant done. Let's talk about Parasite. (laughs) Parasite. That's all I knew for the day. Yeah, that's all. I'm gonna cut myself off now because I will never stop talking about James Bond. That's how I feel about Scott Pilgrim? Um, yeah, it's fair. See, you got see, we have well, our, yeah, we, we, we have, have our, our fandoms. Yeah. We have our fandoms. If um, they ever like even hint about bringing back Roger Rabbit, you can bet I'd spend the entire podcast talking about that. Oh, I know. We'll, we, we, if they ever bring back Roger Rabbit, we will do a bonus episode. Yes. to save the most of the listeners just for our own enjoyment. Yeah, probably won't even post it. <laughs> just be for us. No, I'll still post it. <laughs> Because, you know, people don't tune in because they love Batman. They tune in for all of our wit and charm and personality. I'm sure. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> our witty banter. Yeah. Our constant conflict. <laughs> so it makes for it's, great it's Ross, entertainment. It's Ross, It's Raish. <laughs> it's b piece of shit. But I, <laughs> I, I still think we got that backwards. I think every I episode think we're just going to keep switching it. I definitely said b right. last yeah, week. Okay, so it's b this week for me. Uh but you know what we don't argue about? How to pronounce Parasite. It's a pretty easy one. <laughs> but I, I love how this opens because uh, Superman now is friends with Emil Hamilton. He, he hangs out at Star Labs, gets some new toys. He gets what I think you would have to refer to as Chekhov's kryptonite suit. 
Yeah. Right at the beginning. And so I, I did have a question for you, because right in the beginning, we see him get a, a kryptonite suit, and there's also the space suit off in the corner, which he hasn't used yet. He'll use it in a right. couple episodes. You see it in the intro. Yeah. Um, notice with, like, Batman, he just always had the bat suit. Like, I don't remember, I can't remember a single episode where he had any, even, like, an armored suit or anything else. Like, I think in the, at least so far in the animated series, it's always just been the bat suit. So right. now we're, like, what, five episodes in, Superman already has three suits Mm -hmm. was this done just to sell toys uh partly the the space suit yes yeah uh the kryptonite suit uh i mean there's a reason for the kryptonite suit yeah i mean because batman never had like like a you know like a missile protection suit he doesn't have a kryptonite no except like bullets yeah he just dodges the dogs dogs yeah dark knight (laughs) callback um yeah, he doesn't really have anything that's like puts him out immediately. No, he has knockout gas. That no. that's kind of his. That his just big happens thing. all the time. And like, and I I understand that there are plot reasons why it makes sense for him a kryptonite suit. Just that was my first thought as I'm watching this. It's like, man, that must have been great for them. Because I remember the reason I thought of it is because there's like the number of ridiculous Batman toys is almost infamous at this point. Like I've like read IO9 articles too. It's like the ten most like useless Batman costumes ever based on toys. Superman, when they did the animated series, I remember there being like, oh, the spacesuit. I think I actually had it even, like the, the spacesuit one and the kryptonite suit one. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. It does make more sense. It's like, it was a character that actually had alternative suits. I'm like, oh, well, that could have been a. Well, I think this also brings up the. So to go on a, a small little tangent, it brings Not up the, the, on one at all, <laughs> uh, the Princess Frozen argument. Okay. Would. Um, it's easy to sell a single Batman. Yeah. Like, you don't need it to be a package deal. Right. I think it's harder to sell an individual Superman. So if you get three, if you get a Superman with two costumes, Mm -hmm. that's a higher priority buy instead of trying to sell three individual Supermans. Yeah. That's or just, just the one like Batman will always outsell Superman. Yeah. The most ridiculous, like Batman costume will probably sell faster than a straight up as regular Superman. Yeah. Hmm, That's a good point. Mm hmm. And it really didn't have anything to do with no, no, that's, Disney or Princess, but that's the argument I have with what, why... What the, has to do with the Disney and the Princess thing? Uh, why Elsa and Anna aren't technically princesses is because their franchise is so big, they don't oh. have to attach themselves to the princess name because they, they sell as much equally. Oh, okay. So when you're, when you're going to buy you know, toys for kids, for little girls, or little boys, it doesn't matter, yeah. um, you're not going to... like You can make just as much money selling a $30 pack of Elsa and Anna mm-hmm. as you do selling a $30 pack of, oh, like you know, Snow White, Cinderella, five. Sleeping uh, Beauty, okay. Ariel, Pocahontas, Mulan, Tiana. We, we got it. We got it. Rapunzel you know. and um, go ahead and Merida. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I don't think I skipped any. Belle. Damn okay. it. No, there you go. Is she a princess, though? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's technically a princess or not. Yeah. Okay. Um, Beast is a prince. Oh, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Prince yeah. Adam. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember the name. Uh, okay, there, there we go. go. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. It's my job. <laughs> That's true. It's literally your job. <laughs> you know, I can't give you shit. The number of times I go ranting off about production things. <laughs> can't do that. Um, but yeah, so he gets the, he gets the suit mm-hmm. and then... Um, oh, my question. To, oh, to, continue oh, yeah. this, to continue this, not talking about what, what we're actually meaning to talk about. This is kind of mean. Um, so at the, the last episode, uh, Superman threw out the only kryptonite that we knew of at the time. I, I thought this as well. How does everyone already have a huge stockpile of kryptonite? 
Yeah. Like we saw, you know, obviously Lex is mining for it, but sure. there was no indication that Star Labs was going after it. Yeah, because they have a giant block. Lex has some. Everyone now also refers to it as Kryptonite. Yeah. Which the only person who had done that so far was Dr. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So And Superman specifically told Lois not to put it in the paper. Yeah. So we know that's not there. Yeah, that is a good point. I, I did think that too. It's like, wait a minute, didn't he throw away the one chunk? Yeah. and <laughs> He chucked it into space. Yeah. <laughs> Shit ain't coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, there's just there's just kind of tons, of, there's tons yeah. of it. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're now there's a know, whole planet that blew up, so they got true. tons of it coming yeah, we're in. Now, there. we're now you know, I'll, I'll say there was like a two month gap. They had to have time to build yeah, that true. suit. Yeah. maybe a year. Yeah, maybe some time. Everyone's in that that age where they're not going to look older if a year passes. That's true. That like mid thirties, early to mid thirties range, where yeah. everyone looks the same. Basically, the cast of Friends for the entirety of its run for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Do, okay, tangent on that too. <laughs> we're doing all tangents. If you We've made it three minutes in the episode, if you go back and like, so like the first season of Friends, they're all like twenty five. Mm-hmm. That just freaks me out now. Yeah. To think about that. Well, I I, I made a, a stupid post when I graduated that um, that I jokingly said I'm now I've now outgrown Boy Meets World, but I'm not old enough to be a friend yet. <laughs> so I'm in like this this weird hiatus of life where I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're not friend age yet. Yeah. You're, you're still almost there. I'm almost there. I got, yeah. I got like that three year gap. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like season four, season five age friend. That, yeah. That makes me sad. You're like Chandler Bing before he's about to get super skinny. That's exactly. Like scary skinny. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. So Parasite. So Parasite. So uh, Rudy Jones. Yes. Yeah. He's kind of this like cowardly. He's just kind of bumbling mm-hmm. and foolish, but he's he basically to like pay off a debt. He's trying to help, like his helping some guy steal chemicals, and in their haste to escape, he gets covered in this material, this purple goo, or whatever mm-hmm. that turns him into the parasite, which of course means he can like suck the energy out of people. Yeah, he sucks the life force out of people. Yeah, and I thought this was interesting because, you know, I mean, they're still making their villains a little bit empathetic, like. He's kind of sad, but he's just a down on his luck guy. Yeah, and Superman even brings that up. Yeah, uh, in their second kind of encounter, he's like, "All right, I get what you're doing, Jones. Like the world has been spitting on you your entire life. Have you gotten what you like? Have you gotten your revenge yet? Like, are yeah. you done mm-hmm. being this kind of asshole now? Yeah, like expecting him to be like, yeah, I feel better. Like no villain's gonna be like." Yeah, I'm done being an asshole. You can take me to jail now. Yeah, he did. You know, he does kind of juke him out with that. That's true. Cause he, he did kind of just turn into a... He just did kind of turn into a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say maybe more so the Batman villains, their personalities maintain after they, they turn into villains. Mm-hmm. His was a big shift, but I guess at the same time, like, if you're someone who's used to being down on his luck and always getting stepped on and all of a sudden you have a bunch of power, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. Yeah, as it. a villain. Yeah. Because he's not... Going out to hurt anyone. No, it kind of just happened Like, by, he's not technically incident. getting his revenge on this. Like, he's not going to all the people that spat on him, all of the other people like, he owed debt to. He's literally just going and taking whatever he wants. Yeah, because he, like, uh, like zaps the energy out of the cop. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of by intent, kind of by incident, and then as he leaves her be and she, she lives. Yeah. They even made a, Did you notice they even, like, show the rat breathing after he, mm-hmm. like, it's like they just... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, even though he's been holding it for, I don't know, a while. Yeah. But no one dies. No one can die. Nope. No. No one can die in this show. No, but I, I do love it, too, because after he, he gets the 
they steals the cop car. He heads into the city, and he does go track down his his like the gangster who like recruited him, mm-hmm. trying kind of trying to get revenge. What weird ass S and M shop did he stop at to buy his outfit before he got there? I just thought it kind of like was he was continuing the morph. So there was. The thing I related it to, because it was a very terrifying transformation. Like it was a very blood-curdling scream. Yeah. Um, in Static, when you first see, so there's the the Big Bang that happens in Episode One. Yeah. And then you see all the Bang Babies in the hospital. Because I finally remember what they're called. You don't remember those Bang Babies? I said it wrong in one of the other episodes. Did you? I think so. I'm surprised I wouldn't have stopped and corrected you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Any opportunity to do that? Uh, when all the Bang Babies are in the hospital, you see them kind of in this like melting state, especially Shade. Mm-hmm. They're in this like melting half human, half amorphous blob. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's a very, very similar animation okay. jump. And so I'm like, oh, well, this is obviously the inspiration for future episodes. Oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I, I like they make it a little bit more visceral. Like, so they, you do. This it's one, very similar to the Clayface transformation. That's true. Yeah, like they're setting up you being sympathetic to him early on. I think so that when he's like kind of just a flat out asshole later on, you don't care as much. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a ridiculous looking outfit. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are comic versions of him that don't look as oh quite man, as absurd. There are comic versions of him that look terrifying. Yeah, because there are comic versions of him that's basically like kind of like Clayface, like a skinnier version of Clayface, but purple, and he just has like this massive, like a like a worm sort of thing. Like yeah, some, like, like if a you circle look, of teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he's gruesome, really gruesome. Here, I mean, they, he's just kind of normal looking, and he's his yeah, weird, all of the weird outfit, but. A lot of the Superman villains kind of have the same look. They do, actually. It's like, yeah. like Parasite's just kind of a purple Lex Luthor. Yeah. If you were to... It's like, all the same, like, body The same template. body type. If you were to, like, do a lineup, like, if you were to, like, just do, like... A silhouette A lineup. silhouette of all of them, like, who's who? Yeah. And even though, the Batman was very differentiable. Uh, who's the... It's not... I always call them Mattel, but it's not. In Justice League, the robot... Uh, Amazo? Yes. Yeah. He's also in that exact same body type. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Because it, it, is, it is the big... It's not even that dissimilar to Superman, just except for, like, the cape and the hair. Right. It's all pretty much the same thing. But, I mean, the same thing we said with Batman, I guess. I feel like by Justice League, they got really good about kind of differentiating their mm-hmm. their body types a little bit. Um, where were we? Other things to talk about. <laughs> uh, he's, got the, he's got the new BDSM suit. Yeah. Oh, and then he... Yeah, so he... He fake Runs gives into up. Superman. Yeah. Yeah, he, so he runs into Superman and steals powers the first time. So this... What I liked about this, this is the first time we see Superman actually get, like, incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's been slowed down by, like, the bouncy ball. And, and the kryptonite. The kryptonite. But this is the first time he has been, like, knocked out and tied up, which happened to Batman all the time. Pretty much every episode. Yeah. How... Like, do you think it works in this context? Yes, I, I I made a point that this episode and the next episode, you see, like, the way you can do... Because we made this joke last week where, like, they don't... They know where to put their commercial breaks. Yeah. Uh, like, this... Like, the only way to do that with him is to, like, actually put him in a life or death situation. Yeah. And, like, it, it's, you know, it's... We've seen it enough now that he's this super human... That it makes sense now that like we can finally see him start to be vulnerable. Yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I I, I like Parasite as a villain in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's well, a it's, good idea. Uh, his Young Justice episode I think might be my favorite episode. Oh wait, which which one's his? The, I've only watched the Robin once, episode. So. It's the Robin origin episode. The Tim Drake. Uh, no, um, no, uh, Dick Grayson. It's when they go on the train. 
Oh, uh, because the, the flying circus, yeah, uh, has been traveling Europe, and every time they stop, there's been a huge, uh, like, oh, crime spree. I forget what world's parasite playing that though. He's the thief. Oh, so he's been stealing the power of all the carnies, uh, to oh, use to that's right. Um, and you see, I, I forgot about this in the show, but you see all of the carny members getting sick right before a performance oh and yeah it's because parasite touches them that's right because i think that version of parasite can then also shapeshift right yes yeah because i think some can and some With, yeah that from what i read that didn't come into play until late 90s early 2000s he had that yeah, ability that, that gels with what i write about him mm-hmm. too because otherwise it was, he was just like an energy sucker yeah yeah because this was 96 when this episode came out Yes. So it would have been before that was part of his canon. Okay. Oh, that's right. Cause I, yeah, I was, tr- I was looking up other versions to mention Young Justice, and again, I've only watched it once. It's mm. off Netflix now, right? It is, yeah. Oh, he's right, I texted you, yeah, because all, uh, the, all the justices are gone off of Netflix. Heartbreaking. I know. That's, but that's one I would probably buy on iTunes, because it's so good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he, he learns, you know, that stealing Superman's power, or stealing Superman's energy means he gets Superman's power. And his, bits of his memory. Yeah. So he knows his secret identity. Because he goes and kidnaps Clark. Mm -hmm. And uses him as a battery. Yes. Uh, So he ties him up in this kind of underground lair. It's just like a sewer system. Um, And he's like, yeah, I'll be back every 12 hours to recharge. Mm -hmm. Like, shit. Like, how is Superman going to get... You you really think, like, how is Superman going to get out of this Yeah, because he he can barely even muster up enough, like, heat vision to burn. Like, he can't even burn through the chains. Like, Mm. he's he's really trapped down there. And then, how does Jimmy... Oh, he, Jimmy notices that uh, whenever Parasite's out robbing banks and everything like that, using Superman's powers, he keeps flying south. Like, oh, mm-hmm. did anyone check out Star Labs? And Perry's like, of course I checked out Star Labs. What the hell are you doing here? Get uh, the fuck out. Yeah, so he goes to Star Labs anyway. Uh, again, we have science saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Superman hears Jimmy outside, so he taps SOS and mm-hmm. Morse code on a pipe uh, that reverberates all the way to where Jimmy is. He yeah. finds a secret entrance. Uh, kind of saves Superman. Um, Until Rudy shows up, or Parasite shows up again. And I love this. Like, he knew something was wrong, so he just, just literally tapped Superman enough to get his memories. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, someone's here. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I thought really he, like, clever. used his super hearing. Yeah, to... no, he just, like, all he needed to do was just see, like, he just needed, like, an update. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, actually. That's cool. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Uh, so he finds Jimmy. Superman breaks out of the chains. They get in a little tufts, a little... Tussle, yeah, a little toss up. Yeah, luckily they're back in Star Labs because what? What is it, Star Labs? What? Uh, what thing were we introduced earlier that has to come back and play the at space some point? suit? <laughs> <laughs> he takes him to space. I mean, you say check off space suit, but that's an actual literal thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, no, he he hides in his kryptonite suit. I love how his head just like pops up. I don't yeah. know how. Oh no, I, it was <laughs> great. It was type, perfect. Whatever. It's, let's go with it. You know, it's it's that it's that. Uh, Animaniacs timing. Yeah. Like a little... I wish they had made a toy of that where it's just like, that's like the action. The head you, just like... you push a button on the back and his head just pops up. Oh, hello. That you could probably sell that at like McDonald's. <laughs> you totally could. Uh, with head popping action. Yeah. Um, so they're, and they continue their fight. They break through a safe. Uh, and this was the part where it, I didn't like this ending. Oh, really? So what uh, about it? Because I, I mean, if I recall, so they, they get into a fight, Parasite rips the faceplate off. So he could theoretically like actually finally touch Superman. And then mm-hmm. he goes to grab Superman, Superman ducks. He smashes through the safe and grabs the kryptonite. Yeah. And then he gets exposed to it. And so what part of that, or was it what happens next? That you didn't care. No, no, no. What were, it kind of threw me off was when he touches the kryptonite, 
it looks like he's taking on the properties because he just loses. Oh, right. He just goes green. Yeah, he goes green and he kind of becomes, you know, immobile. Yeah. And it, I didn't see it as, like, mm. him as a Kryptonian being weakened by the rock. Because, like, when you oh, see him in the jail cell, there is no rock. Yeah. It's like he basically becomes a rock, like a breathing rock. Yeah. And that's what I didn't really understand because he's not... Who's the other villain that if he touches a substance, he gets, like, he becomes that substance? He's in the last episode of Teen Titans. He's in the first episode of oh. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even though that's Marvel. Well, um, so it's the Absorbing Man is the Marvel version. Mm-hmm. And it's not Metamorpho. Is it no. Metamorpho? no. Well, I mean, Metamorpho, Metamorpho, no. He doesn't... Uh, I can't, I but there is a DC character that has that ability. Yeah. Um, um, I would look it up, but I don't have internet. <laughs> so questions for next week i know we'll, we'll figure it out later. yeah there's a batman beyond comic where there's uh, a character steals a like a wand that belongs to a character and it's not weather wizard but it's some it's something wizard you know I'll, I'll go because i know he's in the very last episode of teen Titans. okay but I, I see what you mean yeah because you you would think the whole point is that he absorbs he basically like takes on a bit of the dna of the person he touches so you would assume that he would just be vulnerable to Kryptonite. And right, that would that's what I was him. ready for, because yeah. he was already in the suit. Yeah, but then they, I think they, they had to write in some way for him to go catatonic so that he couldn't reveal that he knew who Superman was. So yeah, I will agree with you that that, that was a little bit clunky, which is kind of disappointing because everything else had been done really, really well mm-hmm. up to that point, just setting him up and his use as a villain. Yeah. Did you figure it out? Uh, uh, Matter Master? Maybe. In, in Teen Titans, he's called White Monster, so I'm trying to see like what that's based off of. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, no, I, I barely. Have whatever. Cell, I barely have cell reception. We, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> I don't have it. Someone will. Someone will correct us. Yeah. Um, someone write to us, please. <laughs> we just sit at the phone waiting just for you to call. Just sit and wait. Just sit there, just refreshing the Instagram feed, refreshing Twitter. Um. Yeah. So it ends. Yeah, with him going catatonic. Yeah. So my problem is like, he should only be able to take on the form. He should only be able to take on the life force of kind of living objects. Yeah. Which kind of says that is kryptonite alive? And I think, because I, I know different versions of him can take on different properties. So, like, the original version of him could only absorb, like, the energy of a person. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he could absorb things like radiation and solar energy and stuff like that. This version seems like it would just be humans, based like or organic absorption yeah, yeah. based on everything we see. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I forget his later episodes if they address that at all, if he can absorb anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like, I think, for example, if, say, Superman were to shoot his heat vision at him, I don't think he would just absorb the heat and become take on its properties. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would hurt him, would be my guess. I assume so. Yeah. I don't... I'm not 100% certain on that, actually, how that all works. I agree with you, because it was a little weird. Because mm-hmm. um, then he t- touches a cockroach, and he's, he's back in business. He's like, I got it now. Zap. So I'm curious, because he hasn't been in a, a live-action film yet. No. Like, none of the... Like, Superman actually, I think, has a pretty good rogues gallery, and we've had two villains, essentially. Yeah, it's Lex or... Zod. Zod. That's all we've ever gotten. So, do you think Parasite would work in a film? Not a first movie. No. Like, not as a first villain. No. Because I feel like... It depends... Like, I feel like he could be introduced in like the new DCEU because it's a little bit more comic booky than like the Richard Donner stuff yeah. or the continuation of the Donner stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
I'd be curious how they try to explain his powers. That's one thing. Like they're always trying super hard to like explain how all these things work. Mm-hmm. Would it just be like he just absorbs other people's DNA? Do you think that's how they try and go about? Probably. I mean, I feel like there was a Smallville villain that was similar to this. Um, was, I feel like it was a villain of the week character. I've, oh, way back early, early on. Yeah, I want to say it's like sh- season one or two. Sean Ashmore guessed it in an episode where like he got like struck by lightning and somehow absorbed Clark's powers, and then Clark didn't have any powers. Okay. And then he had Clark's powers for a while, and then they got struck by lightning again and went back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was another... Which is going to happen during the solar eclipse this year. Well, because <laughs> with solar eclipse comes massive lightning strikes. Well, I mean, that's how Heroes started. Oh, that's oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, God. Save the cheerleader. I don't know. Save the world. I'm the cheerleader. <laughs> oh, my God, you are. <laughs> All right. Save we'll, me, we, world. we got to save you. we got to save you, Cameron. <laughs> um, what God, was I just thinking about? Oh, because so... I have read a couple things with Parasite in it. One of which is the Earth One series, which you have okay, not, I have not read. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because I said I'll bring well, next time I go home, bring him down because they're, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the main villain of Earth One Two. Okay. And in that, he absorbs Clark's powers long enough that Clark basically becomes normal for a big bulk of it. And I feel like you could use. You know what? I've read part of that story. Okay. It was yeah. posted on Reddit, and it was okay. awesome. It's it is really good and it's yeah. interesting because like he starts to develop like a kind of relationship with his neighbor mm-hmm. and he gets really bummed out because like kind of like in Smallville he's not sure if he can have sex or not because he has superpowers right and he, so he's like he loses his powers but he also misses his chance yeah. with the girl and he's like really bummed out about it it's like sucks man I know the one time the one time it could possibly work. Um, but you know, in that it kind of gives him a chance to like, he has to figure out how to be like a normal person without his powers. Yeah. And they've done that already with Richard Donner and Superman too, but he like gives it up to go for Lois. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could do a Spider-Man two esque plot, which is just Superman two again with like parasites stealing his powers all of a sudden. It's like, Oh, he has to be a normal person again. Yeah. But I guess we've seen that though. Haven't we? I mean, Twice. it's been 30 years. That's true. 30 and 15. Yeah. <laughs> 30. 70, that came out in 80, I, I want to say. Said rough numbers. So, yeah, 30, whatever, 37 years. Fuck yeah, whatever. Knows? Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I like him overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did a little bit of research on him. Um, he's basically always been the same. Like, there's, like, a pre-crisis version that was different than um, Rudy. Like, the original was green. Okay. Apparently. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry to know. The original was purple. And then the original version of Rudy was green. And then they, like, just found a way to change him to be purple again to, like, go with the old look. Okay. Interesting. Did you look up, like, some of his origins? Because they're kind of ridiculous. No. After looking at the imagery, I was just terrified. I'll I'll find a good one, and I'll put it up on on Instagram. Because, yeah, he is really freaky looking. But I love it. So uh, the first introduction of Rudy Jones, it's the, like, um, it's post-crisis, right? So back in the 80s, right? Uh, Yeah, crisis was 76. Yeah. So apparently, post crisis, Darkseid still remembers the universe pre crisis. Of course, so he, does. he orchestrates events such that Rudy becomes the new parasite. Okay. Yeah, and he's like bald and green skin. He absorbs energy from humans, leaving like smoldering skeletons. Um, and then eventually, he becomes purple. And then at one point in the comics, Firestorm or half Firestorm and um, uh, what's the doctor's name? Um, uh. Farnsworth. Yeah, Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> he decides he's going to rid the world of nuclear weapons, 
And so the government sends the Suicide Squad to stop him, which makes sense. But at least what I read, apparently the Justice League is also opposed to denuclearization. So I, mean, that was, I feel like that's a very political comic. I know. It's weird. So basically both the Suicide Squad and the Justice League go to try and stop Firestorm from getting rid of all the nuclear weapons. And at some point, the parasite gets unleashed, and they have to team up to try and stop him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is still mid-Cold War. That that sounds like a very American comic. Yeah. It's it's pretty ridiculous. We can't get rid of our nuclear weapons. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the whole plot of Superman 4. It was like Superman literally goes around the world, gets all the nuclear like missiles, puts them into a giant net, and throws them into the sun. Good. Yeah. But then they create Nuclear Man. It's ridiculous. We'll watch it at some point. We'll it's, watch it. It's, it's ridiculous. But I had, I had one other anecdote. Oh, that's who the... I always thought the villain was Bizarro. No, it's like... Well, it's like a blonde Superman. Yeah, it's like Sun Man or something. Yeah. Solar Man, I forget what. I just, same same kind of powers. Bizarro, yeah. yeah, same kind of powers. I had one other amusing little bit. So in one of... At one point, Parasite decides he's going to get revenge on Superman. So to do it, he stalks Lois, and by touching her, he learns Superman's real identity. He also realizes that if Lois knows it, they must be super close. So he does to Lois what he did to Superman in this episode of, like, kidnap her and stash her away and then keep going back and touching her long enough to, like, retake her form. And then wow. he replaces Lois and decides he's going to get revenge Superman by uh, breaking his heart. Good. Oh, which, man. Which includes... Why can't we get that in a movie? Which includes, as Lois, having an affair with Lex. Yes. And then at some point oh, he gets in a fight. man. Lois and Jesse Clark- Eisenberg, perfect for that role. Jesse Eisenberg and Amy <laughs> Adams. Let's do this. But so he, he eventually like reveals himself to Superman. And then uh, before he can kill Superman, he dies of kryptonite poisoning. Because Superman also had kryptonite poisoning. I don't know the whole story. It's ridiculous. So he dies without saying where Lois is. So then Steel and Batman help Superman track down Lois. But the best part about this, eventually Lex finds out that he had an affair with Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> and oh he's my God. real mad about it, but Parasite's already dead, so he just steals his corpse and then eventually resurrects him for some reason. All right. Comics, guys. <laughs> it's it's amazing what they can get get through. <laughs> Fucking comics. It's cool because like both of these villains have very kind of close ties to Lois in the comics. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go into Metallo's story. Okay, cool. I didn't have much of Metallo, so you got some uh, more stuff there. But first, we have an ad to plug. We do, yeah. Um, we're back at the top of our list here, and so go away, helicopter. You go away now. You tell him. Thank you. No, no, go away. Keep going. That's good. We're good. We're good. Okay, he's gone. All right. Uh, our response this week is the Potato Potato Podcast. Ooh. Yeah, it's Chad's podcast. Yeah. Or one of his. I think he does a multiple. Yeah, he has, he has potato, 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 and uh, the one where they talk about fake sequels. Sequel squeal. Sequel squeal, yeah. So this one, like, they just basically do, like, a random topic of the week, and they bring in someone to, uh, to talk about it. And Chad's a very funny, entertaining guy, so go check out his podcast. Oh, and here's his Chad. promo. You like podcasts with themes and purpose? Love them. Me neither. Oh. That's why we created the Potato Potato Podcast. You mean Potato Potato? Sure. Great. Then check out our show. Every week we have a special guest from the world of improv and entertainment. We promise we won't stay on topic. And with some help from the human bag of garbage, Intern Rich. We're best friends. Nope. Nope. And the voice of reason, Sam. You're doing this ad wrong. We make a show that somehow makes sense. We've been told the show's like hanging out with your best friends, but let's be honest, your best friends are kind of jerks. Yeah. So check us out every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network. Oh, Chad, what a man. <laughs> what a dreamy man boat of a man. <laughs> Every time. I love Chad. Oh. Chad Fogland. Yeah. 
Uh, so now we're on to The Way of All Flesh, our introduction to Metallica. I don't like the title of this episode. It's a little weird. It is. It's a little I feel weird. like this would have been better with Heart of Steel. Oh. Because he even yeah. makes that joke, I'm the, I'm the real Man of Steel. Yeah. You even could have just called it Man of Steel. Yeah, could have. Oh, he's not Steel, he's Metallo, isn't he? He is. So, because Metallo is this whole other thing. So, I mean, this... This is the pretty consistent origin of Metallo, which is that he's dying of something. Sometimes it's orchestrated like it is here. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just natural causes. But I, I tried to Google if this was a real uh, what, what did he have disease. Again? Uh, uh, he had, I wrote it down. Hold on. Um, Roscoe's retrovirus. Was that a thing? Uh, no, but it was in a uh, some sciencey paper that talks about how media in the 90s just played down the AIDS epidemic, just, like, make it sound oh, like it's yeah. nothing. So it's basically he had AIDS. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was something he picked up from going to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. No. But actually, all you pick up there would be a big smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sponsor of the week. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato podcast and Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Send us stuff, guys. Which I actually have never been to. Neither have I. I know. We should do that. I love chicken and waffles. Well, we'll record our next episode from, <laughs> from chicken, live from Roscoe's. <laughs> Here are the couple. Fan meetup, number three. It's just the two of us. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, he, he his, is dying of the disease and he has a benefactor while he's in prison, Lex, obviously, who's keeping him on all these nice things. And so Lex mm-hmm. has a new offer to him which is basically they're going to transfer his consciousness into a robotic body that's also going to have like a hardened skin suit thing on the outside mm-hmm. um that's also kind of kind of made of metallo yeah that's just it's it's basically just it's like a terminator body yeah now i've read versions of metallo like in um public enemies in that version like metallo is a very particular kind of like semi-organic metal that can like change and modify so like if he gets like shot with a missile and blows up like the metal will kind of ref- not so super, uh, terminator 2 but not not like liquid like it'll yeah, yeah. it'll kind of it's it's still chunky and mechanical but like he like for example can like grow a dump truck arm and like dig stuff up and stuff okay. like that i don't know if that's all versions or if that was just that i don't know that I, I didn't, but it's, it's, I a, didn't it's a cool way to that. do it i mean this this is a little bit simpler but it, it kind of makes him a little more visual um but in this sense he's basically just a terminator mm-hmm. through and through so. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because like you you mentioned uh, humanizing the villains, mm-hmm. and with this one, like it's it's kind of hard to humanize him because he's just kind of bad all the way through. Yeah, but we you really see him lose his humanity through the story of like every yeah. sense he realizes is gone. Like he he tries to smell the flowers and he can't smell anything. He tries to um what was it, what was after that um oh, like tries he- to taste something he like he can't taste food he can't smell flowers he tries to kiss lois and he can't like feel mm-hmm. anything because he's not human anymore he's yeah. just and, a brain uh, and like we we see in in studies that, like sensory deprivation in long terms can cause people to go mad yeah and so it, it was interesting they kind of did his um sympathy in reverse yeah he starts out like he's not he's not really likable at all i mean he's Voiced by Malcolm McDowell, so he has a charm. Who to him. I, I scrolled through his IMDb just very briefly before coming here. He has minimum fifteen projects going on right now. He is like you have to everything. scroll down yeah. to see the first thing that's already out that he's in. I know he he just does everything, and he's like al- it's he's unbelievable, delightful. He seems like one of those guys who will do projects because he thinks it'll be fun. I mean, he probably also does it for a lot of paychecks too. Yeah, and, and why not? But and he doesn't. He's one of those people where I don't think he cares about like being high up on the billing no and i think he like he'll take on the small roles yeah and he seems to have fun not. with them too it's not like he like takes the paycheck and phones it in he like actually like 
Yeah. He's good. Like, he's really good in this, too. Like, he's a great voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was uh, Roz's son. We were talking about it last time. We couldn't remember who. Like, not Dent or something? Not Dent. That's Harvey, obviously. But um, in the Showdown episode with. Oh, uh, with uh, Jonah Hex. In, back in BTOS. Yes. Yes. BTOS. 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 Yeah, with jo- the Jonah Hex episode. Yeah, he's yeah. the villain in that. I was trying to remember okay. where else we had heard of him. Mm-hmm. So. And I saw, I scrolled through the IMDb. Um, Jeff Bennett's in this episode, but I couldn't Who place his voice. Jeff Bennett? Uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh. Yeah. He's a, he's a bunch of other stuff, but that's what he's most famous for. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's one of the, kind of those early 90s voice actors that's pretty much everything in the 90s. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's most famous for Johnny. Oh, see, I did not know that. Look at the things you learn. The things you learn. I did a lot of cartoon <laughs> research this week. Um, we so, don't do that enough already. So. Right. Um, so he goes to the surgery, he becomes Metallo, uh, and his power source, oh my gosh, his power source is yeah. a kryptonite heart. Yeah. Um, cause now we're starting to figure out that kryptonite can do other things, things beyond just hurt Superman, that it is right. a, an energy source as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's a, it's a pretty cool scene then. Cause he, he goes out to try and like fight Superman. Lex is like, okay, you have this metallic body now go and kill Superman. So he goes like, causing up havoc at a train station to catch his attention. Mm-hmm. And I love it because he's kind of got a bit of a Steve McQueen bullet look going on. <laughs> Have you ever seen Bullet? I've not. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually it's a really good movie beyond just the, the famous car chase. But yeah, so like the turtleneck and like the, the brown leather jacket and like the hair, the sunglasses. I, yeah. think, I think I didn't read confirmation of this, but they were definitely going for a, okay. a bit of a Steve McQueen look there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty oh, awesome. Uh, right before that scene, Lex has a line. And I want to ask you... Is this super cheesy or super cool coming from Lex? I okay. feel like it's super cheesy. Okay. Uh, but before they leave, Lex is like, go kill Superman. I have to go get to a lunch. Yeah. Um, and Mattel kind of looks at his hands like, I, like, I haven't eaten or had anything to drink since I got the surgery. Like, why, why aren't I missing anything? Yes. And Lex says... Uh, you should only hunger for power and thirst for revenge. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, what does that even I, mean? I loved it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is super cheesy. And, like, this version of Lex can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Okay, okay this, this relates to a question I had about Lex. Is he just too evil in this version? Like, so far, all he's doing is just trying to, like, make money by being evil. He's trying to kill Superman. He's always hatching all these plots. He is kind of one-dimensional. Like we have yet to well, see a sympathetic side to him. Or yeah, a, a, a I was trying to meaning. read into it a little bit, and I think it's one-dimensional because, like, whenever Lex is one of those powerful people that, whenever someone has been in his way, he's just had to kill them and they're gone. Yeah, like he's never had to actually go through all this work to stop someone in his way. And so I think we only see him in one dimensional because that's the only side we've seen of him so far. Yeah, because I know, I feel like when we get to Justice League, he's more interesting. And yeah. Like, he actually has more kind of to do and his schemes kind of get bigger. But within it, there's more going on. Maybe that's just it. Maybe we only got like the surface level of him and it'll get deeper as we go. But I mm-hmm. seem to recall this version of like being more interesting than yeah. he's been so far. But he works really well as a villain. Yeah, he does. So, um... What was I just thinking? Oh, uh, yeah. They were on the train. They get in a fight. Him and Metallo get in, Superman get in a fight. They're pretty equal on strength yeah. until Metallo opens his chest and he gets hurt by Kryptonite. And then, yeah, he, Superman ends the fight by hopping into Lois's car and just hitting Metallo off the freeway. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but then he, he goes back to Lex and he's like, hey, where are the adjustments that are going to make me feel again? Human, and yeah. the professor's like, no, like, you're the one who needs to adjust. It's never coming back. And so then 
he's not. Kind of goes on a rampage. Not happy. Yeah, because he goes after Lex. He goes after mm-hmm. Lex's yacht. We have a very cool scene done in silhouette where he rips. It's almost a, a two-face scene. Yeah. Where he rips off his prosthetic skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you half of him is normal uh, character. Insert character's name. I already John forgot. Corbin. Corbin. And then the half is Metallo. It's a cool look. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, uh, but not not uh not Cyber Superman, but what's the... Cyborg Superman? Cyborg Superman. Yeah. <laughs> a couple letters off. Cyber Superman, the one where they just loaded his consciousness into a computer and he went and played Tron. Yeah. He was in that Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase movie. Yeah. Still less, less ridiculous, <laughs> Superman Red and Blue. Um, uh, and I, I love seeing Lex on a date. Yeah. Because he's totally just like a playboy. Yeah. Yeah, because the girl's like, oh, my God, it's so big, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's the most expensive yacht you can buy or some crap. Of course it is. Some crap. Like I, I did feel there was a moment when he, when Metallo was smashed, or when Superman and Metallo were fighting on the yacht and, like, smashed through the main level. It's like, oh, no, the yacht. I know. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful, so nice. It's a beautiful yacht. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he basically, Metallo is asking Lex to help him. He's like, okay, fine, I'll help you, but let's, let's get away from here. And then Superman shows up, and so Metallo fights Superman. But eventually Superman's like, I'm not the one you should be mad about. Like, Lex is the one who killed you. Like, he shows him the, the evidence. Like, he gave you the virus, mm-hmm. and he puts you in this body. So then Metallo turns on Lex. I love that whole dynamic there. Oh, absolutely. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have much to add to it. No, I mean, because he, yeah, Metallo tries to kill him with, like, the sample of the virus. Mm-hmm. And he basically, he doesn't quite get away with it. Because Superman's Super down to the hold of the boat. And sees a whole bunch of spilled gas tanks and just like, I'm going to let this fucker up. <laughs> he, takes the, he takes the Batman way out. Yeah, just, like, I hear this guy in Gotham just blows up all these chemical plants. Let's just burn it. Let's just take the whole thing down. Yeah. So the whole boat blows up and uh, Metallo and Lex get thrown into the water and then Metallo can't swim because he's just a robot. We can't float. He can't float. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't swim either. Yeah. I mean, you can walk on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, exactly. So down, down he goes and then there's a really cheesy moment where um, like Lex is trying to outrun a shark. Yeah, that was great. And you can, I don't don't know. I don't know why they did that. It was kind of silly. But it does have a really cool final shot, though, of Metallo literally walking across the bottom of the ocean back in to Metropolis. Yeah. Superman has just told Lex, like, if he comes back, I'm not the one he's coming after. Right. I don't need to be worried. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of cool because now, so we've we've had three villains introduced. Mm -hmm. Um, One has gotten away, Toy Man. Yeah. Uh, One is catatonic, but in prison. Mm-hmm. And now one is temporarily incapacitated, but I feel like this is them setting up a way to not fall into the um, rotating door. Yeah, the rotating door problem with Arkham. Mm-hmm. Like it, Even though we did see a breakout in their prison, yeah. In this episode, but I mean, we see a breakout though. I mean, that's what differentiates it from yeah, true, with yeah, Batman. Yeah. Batman, they're just out again. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see why. And this, like, and Superman rounds up all of the inmates who've gone out, but he misses Corbin because Corbin was like sneaking and went underwater, right? But it, it seems like them trying to address an, a plot issue they had with Absolutely. animated series. And also this is, um, with Batman, I feel like we always talk about did he cause the villains. Mm-hmm. With Superman, we haven't had that yet. Like no. Lex has caused a villain. Yeah. Um, one has just, and the other two just happen to happen. Yeah, just exist as they are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to think. Off the top of my head, I can't recall if we have any other villains that are, like, created by um, Superman. I don't know. I don't know. I think just kind of Brainiac. Maybe. Um, but the, but that's not, like, created by him. Mm, I mean, it's created by his race. It's right. created by the Kryptonians. Yeah, but it's not like Superman is directly responsible for him. That's I, I true. Think, I think 
Brainiac might be our next episode. Ooh. I remember, because we, we're going to have to do go out of order, because there's a two-part, an odd number two-part with Lobo. <gasps> Lobo! So, like, in the, I think in the coming weeks, we get Brainiac, Lobo, and then we get an episode with Lana again. <gasps> Lana! Yeah. Lana! Um, but, yeah, you said you had some some little tidbits on Metallo uh, here. I, I had a very bizarre story about Metallo from I the Silver Age. I love bizarre comic stories. Oh, man. And similar to, to your story. So, uh, Metallo has actually been around for years. He first yeah. appeared in 1942. Yeah, there's a kind uh, of power suit, right? I think it's basically read, right? like an... an an evil Iron Man is okay. a scientist who makes a metal suit sure. to go and steal things. Yeah. That works. Um, and that was his story until the silver age, um, where let me see if I can find one. So he was a journalist who just kind of on the side was a petty thief. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day he has an informant that knows about his thieving side. So he goes to murder the informant. Oh my God. And he's like, he's so proud of this. Like, he's never going to get caught for this. He's so proud and so kind of boisterous Mm -hmm. uh, that he drives his car off the road uh, and breaks every bone in his body. Unintentionally drives off the road. (laughs) He was like, I'm invincible. (laughs) No one can stop me now. Uh, (laughs) And so a doctor finds his limp body and replaces all his body parts with metal. Yeah. Uh, But before kryptonite, it was very 50 style. It was powered by uranium. Of course it was. Uh, but what was crazy about it is like a uran- so kind of like Iron Man's um, heart thing arc reactor arc reactor it burns out mm-hmm. uh, the uranium pellet very poorly designed could only last twenty four hours so he had to constantly be stealing uranium <laughs> I I'm, I'm trying to remember what the half life is on uranium <laughs> it's something crazy but yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> um, so the story goes like the the uranium plant right by uh, right by Metropolis has been broken into multiple times mm-hmm. and like, Oh, this is definitely done by a robot because no human has the strength to do this. Yeah. Um, and also there's like a weird story about Superman and Metallo getting in like this handshake fight to see who can grip harder <laughs> because <laughs> it's a Kryptonian versus a robot. Yeah. And Clark had to like fake being hurt <laughs> because his grip was so strong. Uh, so the, the crazy lowest part is, um, Lois is attacked uh, because like I mentioned last week, she screwed over someone in, a, mm-hmm. in an article. So she was, someone was shooting at her. Of course. Uh, Metallo steps in front of her cause he also works for the paper. Mm-hmm. He steps in front of her and the bullets bounce off of him. So instead of thinking that he's the robot, she thinks he's Superman oh and he goes along with it. <clears throat> so he sha- he buys a Superman suit. Or I guess he makes one. He shaves off his mustache and he acts like Superman Oh, my God. Um, We've already learned that Superman can have a mustache now, can't he? He can. So. <laughs> Only if it's digitally removed. Yeah. Uh, he can have a mullet, no mustache. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, while this is going on, the doctor has been, had, a, had a stroke okay. after he first met Metallo. <laughs> uh, and before he told him what the real power source, like uranium was just a temporary power source. And yeah. Before he could get the rest of it out, he had a stroke. So he comes back. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, the real power source is kryptonite. That'll keep you powered forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he plans a switch. So he's going to trap Superman and kind of lock him up and basically kill him. Okay. And he was going to take over as the new Superman. Okay. So, <laughs> so what he does, he, he, he follows this trap. He sets up a kryptonite trap for Superman. When he's trapped, he gets the main chunk of kryptonite. And then he's going to go to Lois and kind of surprise her in her apartment. Mm-hmm. But what we find out 
is the kryptonite he stole was fake kryptonite. Yeah, of course it and was. And so his power source dies, and he dies in Lois's house. Does she think he's Superman when he dies? Yes. Oh, my God. And Superman comes and, like, tells her the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what a crazy adventure that was. What the hell? I would love for that to just be a single issue. Yeah. Like, as, like I want that to be a whole arc, just but at the same is, time, just, like, all of that just in that, that one whole, story. That one, just that one issue. Like, so you 20 can have pages. It. So you just have it every once in a while bringing it out. I'm like, let me go through and flip through this beautiful Metallo storyline. Yeah, line. like, that's <laughs> so much story to go through in 20 pages. Oh, my God, that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with Superman's villain, especially, some of them are kind of outlandish. So, and the writing was even more ridiculous back in the day. So we're going to find, I feel like a lot of these villains are going to find some of these stories. Just, yeah. This is the most absurd thing ever. <laughs> Um, oh, that's so fantastic! I though. know, fake, fake yeah. kryptonite. I, I hope whenever they finally bring Metallo into the DCEU, that's the storyline. Oh, uh, that has yeah. to be the storyline. It has go to through. be it. And they'll do the parasite one where he fucks Lex. Yeah, we'll uh, have three <laughs> Supermen, two Supermen and two Loises. Yeah. Oh my God, which one's the real one? I have this kryptonite bullet. Who do I shoot? Batman, just don't shoot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> do use your detective skills yeah. here L- Lois. understand that they're not evil lois give me that i'm really comfortable with using guns i got this i got this <laughs> i'm totally fine murdering people in cold blood <laughs> uh but yeah that, that's that's all my metallo news oh that's fantastic um so i guess at this point a little little bat plug action Any plugs um yeah what are you uh what am i watching what's, what's your uh watching reading, listening to uh mm-hmm. i started re-watching a show that i haven't thought about in years uh, it's called American Dragon Jake Long. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's the live action one. No. Okay. It's uh, a Disney cartoon that a lot of people kind of forget because it came uh, kind of in the middle of the Kim Possible hype. Okay. Uh, and it was also when they were in that weird transition of like trying to move their more action oriented cartoons to another channel. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was kind of forgotten, and it's weird art style switch halfway through. Hmm. But it's a great show, amazing voice cast. It's um, the the main reason I watched it or am watching it is um, Dante Bosco and May Whitman, mm-hmm. who are Zuko and Katara and Avatar, play the lead two characters in this show. Okay, uh, so it's it's and you know they don't change their voice for their show for their acting. Yeah. So it's just like when I'm not. I'm not paying attention. I'm just watching more Avatar. <laughs> like the side story of, of Katara and Zuko. And it's nice. And also the, like the dog sidekick is played by, um, oh my gosh, uh, Bender, John, uh, oh, John DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Thank you. Oh, God, DiMaggio is always so great. Yeah. He's amazing. Poe the dog. Poe the dog. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. And it's, it's not a great show, but it's, it's just fun to go back and rewatch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of all I've been doing. Oh, okay. What are you watching, listening, reading to? Uh, I got a recommendation today, actually. Ooh. Uh, enough from, uh, Dan, who was installing my internet in my new apartment. <laughs> That's why I don't have an internet now in my current apartment. Um, but he was wearing a Spider-Man shirt. So we were talking like Spider-Man, the movie. And nice. We were just nice. like nerd chatting for the half hour he was there. It was awesome. And he mentioned, uh, this YouTube channel, Bat in the Sun. Do you know it? Mm-mm. So they do, um, a whole bunch of like pop culture versus things. 
So they do like Wolverine versus Predator or um, oh, is this like the super well done animation? Yeah, okay. Oh, no, some of it's I think some of it's computer animated, but the stuff I watched was live action. So the the, one they I, did the like the Darth Vader versus someone. Yeah, the, I forget who, but they they had like Master Chief versus Captain America, and I haven't watched all of them yet. But one of the ones I did watch was Wolverine versus Wonder Woman, okay. and it's actually really really good. Like the guy they got to play Wolverine, like he's a he's a little bit cartoonish mm-hmm. he kind of looks like he was like pulled from a porn parody and put into this video perfect that's but, all i want but yeah but i mean like the costume is pretty cool and like they actually spend some time in the x mansion it all looks really good and then he hands up at them and fights wonder woman and the i'm assuming it's a stunt woman who they have for wonder woman because like the fight scenes are incredible is just a spot on wonder woman like awesome costume totally looks apart does all the lines great and they they duke it out and like the fight choreography and even the special effects are really really good for being like a nerdy YouTube channel. Yeah. Like it looks better than a lot of the stuff we see, even some of the features. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really awesome. So I, I'll link it in there because it's, it's awesome. worth checking out. Have you ever heard of screw attack? No, they do something very lower quality, but they okay. do something very similar called death battle. Okay. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of that recently, actually. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it's, it's the exact same idea, uh, lower quality. So they, they're usually 20 minute videos and the first 15 minutes are setting up, the full bio of the characters that are okay. playing. And it's similar to like Master Chief vs. Captain America. Mm-hmm. It's open universe. Okay. Um, so the ones, oh God, what's the last one that I watched? It was a really weird one. <laughs> it was Scrooge McDuck for Shovel, uh, Shovel Knight. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, based, have you, do you know Shovel Knight? Is he the tick? No. Oh. Kind of. He, he's, a, he's a blue knight. He's a video game character. Okay. Uh, and his, he was a, a retro indie game that just kind of blew up in popularity a couple of years ago. But he does the same move as Scrooge McDuck in the DuckTales video game, where he kind of jumps on his shovel to pogo across villains. Oh, uh, okay. There's a DuckTales video game? There is. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, there... Uh, for Death Battle, their most famous fight is Superman versus Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that's pretty which awesome. Which they had to do twice because there was so much fan outrage the first time. Who won the first time? I don't want to say. Oh, okay. All right, fine. All right. It was Superman. Okay. Send it to me. And I'll, there, I'll... there was so much fight. They did a second version. With and they Goku still won. had Superman win. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, you have to understand that Superman will win this fight. Yeah. Like, Superman, the only reason he doesn't lose fights is because he holds back. Yeah. Basically. And they made a, a great line because they went with they didn't go TV they went comic superman sure uh where basically like he will always get stronger the more he's in the sun so he's yeah. just infinitely powerful yeah um so the the analogy they made was you're you're having a person who constantly goes beyond their limit versus a person who is limitless okay and like, yeah that that's, makes sense. that's basically the fight yeah like you're you're fighting someone that can do anything versus someone that's just kind of always pushing themselves okay and when you have that when you're looking at it that bare bones the limitless person is always going to win yeah okay yeah send it to me and i'll, I'll include that as mm-hmm. another another plug there yeah that's really awesome I, I have one more too i don't know how often you check our actual instagram not too often um but we have a uh, this awesome new follower paul hill who does this really gorgeous artwork you'll appreciate some of it he, he's tagged us in a oh, few oh yeah he tagged me in the, in the yeah, kim possible the kim one possible yeah, thank you for the, the tag and the danny phantom and oh, like he does danny. This, this awesome batman like it's really really gorgeous art so uh paul thank you for listening to the podcast and yeah for, like, thank you for the art and for the, the art it's really really amazing i love the jonah hex one uh you just put up there it's really cool so thank you that's really awesome yeah um but i think that basically does it for us for this week 
I think so. Yeah. So Come back next week for those other villains. Those other villains. We're going to talk I, I about. I think it's Brainiac. I'm not 100% certain. I can't look it up because I don't have internet. That's fine. It'll be a surprise for everyone. It's a surprise for all, all involved. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I am at Lordifer. Uh, I'm at Cameron.Dexter for art. And if you want to see my face, which you probably don't because this is an audio medium, uh, it's Cam Dexter underscore face. You have a beautiful face, Cameron. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I get to just stare across from it. I got like an, an R.I. voice and an R.I. face. It makes me so happy every time. I appreciate it. Beautiful Disney hat. Oh, I know. thanks. It's lost in those eyes. <laughs> I'm not Chris Pine. Well, no, no one else is Chris Pine uh, but Chris Pine. So... Get lost in those eyes for days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cam Dexter underscore Adventures to see my face yeah. and some stuff. Go check all those things out. Yeah. So, and uh, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.